Support for Financial Grown-Up with Bobby Rebel and the following message come from TransferWise, the cheaper way to send money internationally. TransferWise takes a machete to the hefty fees that come with sending money abroad. Test it out for free at TransferWise.com slash podcast or download the app. When you walk into a diner, you don't order the lobster unless you want to, you know, figure out what salmonella tastes like or... Maybe you don't want to go home. Maybe you don't have a place to stay. So you would order a lobster in a diner so that you would end up in the hospital. And that would be the place you stay that night. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Friends, people often ask me, how do I get these incredible and often really high-profile guests? Well, the answer is simple, perseverance and having high standards. The interview you are about to hear is the third attempt made to get this woman on for you guys. She's amazing. I had to have her on. First, we had a last minute rescheduling because she lost her voice. Then we actually did tape an episode, but she wasn't happy. She has a really high bar and she wanted to retape the show. High standards, my friends. Do it till you get it right. Katie Lazarus is a comedian who does not come to anything with less than her best. She joked that she is not a financial grown up, but you're going to see she absolutely is. Katie is running a business. She is making tough money decisions. You may know her as the host of Employee of the Month. It is a live show about working that is also a podcast. She interviews everyone from Jon Stewart to Lin-Manuel Miranda, Maya Rudolph, and famously, John Hamm. Here is Katie Lazarus. Hey, Katie Lazarus, you are a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bobby. I'm one of your biggest fans, or at least I'm a huge fan of yours. Well, I'm a huge fan of yours. (laughs) I was so thrilled when you came to the show. Your new employee of the month, taped live podcast. Exactly. Celebrity studied extravaganza. You know, it's funny because I've had everyone from FBI agents and taxidermists and the lice lady and a former pickpocket to, as you know, Jon Stewart and Rachel Maddow and John Hamm and Maya Rudolph and so many others. So it does range. And that's, I think, what's nice about having this one-on-one podcast, as you know, um, as well as these live shows where you get to see a variety of guests, as you did. And by the way, it is a beautiful spring day in New York City, and I hear the birds chirping behind you because you're a woman on the go, so you're taping outside, which is kind of awesome. I want to apologize because I know that the sound quality may not be as good because I'm outside. However, once you hear my voice, it actually might be better. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. And you brought a really good money story. Tell us. So I started this show, Employee of the Month, because I could not figure out how to get a job writing for the Weather Channel. I would get, I got hired to be an assistant on a, a B movie, and I don't mean a B-grade movie, I mean a movie about bees by a very famous comedian, and at the last minute, the network went with, or, uh, the studio, excuse me, went with so-and-so's niece. You know, I'd have these, of course. I was walking to the subway kind of thing. And so I started my show to understand not just how people break in, but how do they sustain careers? And you are here in New York, and maybe this is a good way to say, when you're starting out on your own, you may not be able to afford an office, even a WeWork space. You may, you know, work from home. It may be DIY, and that certainly was the case with my it's show. It's about being authentic. 
Katie. You're authentic. But what I was also going to say on that note is I made a joke with you earlier. I said, when you walk into a diner, you don't order the lobster unless you want to, you know, figure out what salmonella tastes like or find yourself. Maybe you don't want to go home. Maybe you don't have a place to stay. So you would order a lobster in a diner so that you would end up in the hospital. Um, and that would be the place you stay that night. Right. So your money story, I need to put you back on track, Katie. Okay. Let's go to your money yes. story. Your money story is about people hitting you up for money and you're the struggling comedian. Yes. So my money story is that you want what you want, but you also need to see what's in front of you. And so when people would come to me demanding wages that I just simply couldn't offer, it was as if they had walked into a diner and demanded a lobster. So what do you mean? They were asking to borrow money or you were hiring them? What was going on? I would be hiring people and they would want, this happened very rarely, but it happened. It happened with a couple audio engineers where they wanted money that they deserve to get if they are working at a corporation. They deserve to get it maybe even if they worked at a nonprofit. So it wasn't a judgment of the value of their work. It was a judgment of your budget. Yes. And they're just simply, it is what it is. It's nothing personal. I wish it was bigger. I wish it was, you know, I wish that I made money too. So what would happen when this would happen? I mean, is there one incident that stands out? Yes. Because I have to say that most of the people who worked on my show worked on my show forever. And that I will tell you at the end why. So I have a really great team in place. But on occasion, I would hire someone because I needed someone last minute. And this happened with one specific person, a guy who came in and he was from a very small town. And I always ask before I hire someone, I say, what what do you want to get out of this? Because I know from my own experience that sometimes working at organizations that don't have as big a name, don't have as much clout or cachet, you actually get to do more work and you get to really learn on the job, which is a positive. And I asked him and he said, I really want to be part of something small. But the truth was, is that he didn't. (laughs) So he wanted to get paid really well. Well, I paid him and I never used him again. But fast forward after that show, a very big corporation asked recommendations for audio engineers. So, of course, I recommended all of the people (laughs) who hadn't asked for that, who had seen rightly. It's not that they devalued themselves. It's that they showed perspective. And that I saw as a really important trait when recommending someone to someone else. Right, because you have to be realistic about what the budget is for the organization that you're working for. It's not that you're not worth it. It's that this is what the project is. Yeah, so what's the lesson then from the story? So I think the lesson is to look at what you're going into and ask yourself, what do I want and what can I get? And if the answer is, I want to make money, well, then you should probably go to an institution that has a track record of making money. If you want to be part of a really creative artistic show um, that has tremendous potential for learning a skill, for perfecting a skill, for having ownership and agency, all of those things, my show has always delivered. And that's why 99.9% of my staff has been with me for so long. My team, really. That's so great. and And they're fabulous. And we work together versus working for me. Now, if you're going to a bank, I'm not going to name any, but if you're going to a bank or you're going to, uh, you know, another kind of corporation, there is a sense that you work for someone. Of course. Whereas I, I treat my show as we work, I work with you. Even if you're my intern, you work with me. So I want to talk about your money tip. It's sort of the flip side of this because you're talking about when you're on the receiving end of someone trying to negotiate with you, but you also in your business now are constantly 
being in the position of having to negotiate for yourself in an environment that can be very precarious. Yes. And so the hardest part I find as a creative person or anyone who's independent, and particularly in a culture now where everyone has to be a brand, even if you're a peace activist on some level, you <laughs> somehow have to define yourself as a brand. Pro-peace is not enough. With that in mind, I was shortchanging myself, and I'm talking about with corporations and companies, not with other peers. And part of the challenge is, is that there are implicit and explicit biases, which the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter and all of um, pay parity, all of these things have really shed tremendous light on it. I'm so thrilled that people are speaking out and having the courage to do so because it's really hard. How do you negotiate if women typically make less than men? How as a female do I go in and negotiate? Right. Myself? So your money tip is about how to negotiate. So I decided that I was going to try to be jovial about it. And the reason that I chose to be jovial, meaning, you know, humorous, it's still, you know, I take, it's still serious. You need to get paid. Well, it's but, a, how much you get paid is a very serious thing. Well, the approach, exactly what you were saying, Bobby, is that you, you want to not make it personal. So it's not that that person is intentionally trying to be biased against me any more than I'm intentionally trying to be biased against someone else. So instead of making it about us, I would make a joke about now women are statistically paid less than men. So I want to make sure that neither of us falls prey to it. So you're calling them out. I'm calling it out. Calling Instead it out. Of, yes. Yes. So I'm calling the problem out versus the person. So can you go through an example of how you use this? What kind of language would you use? A lot of times companies will say, you know, you're going to get a lot of exposure if you go with us. So let's say we're going to hire you. You may or may not get exposure from that, as anyone who's actually has experience in the business knows, including myself. And that's really up to you whether that's what you're going in to get. If I'm going in because I'd like to, you know, pay my rent, pay for the dentist, you know, what many people do when they go for major jobs. In that scenario, it's okay for me to joke about it a little bit and bring up the subject, just like I said. So I stick with the facts, which is that women are statistically paid less. And in fact, you know, whether you're a woman of color becomes even more of an issue. So I stick with the facts and then I just make a very light joke about I don't want either of us to fall prey to it. Part of the reason I do that is so that I don't have to undermine myself either because I also carry these biases. Interesting. So have you changed recently in how you approach people when you hire them? Are you are you looking at people differently? Absolutely. In that I'm, I really strive. I'm coming from doing a doctor in clinical psych. So I think that there's a part of me that always strives to be better at being mindful of who gets hired. And, and on my talk show, as you know, I have as many female guests and LGBTQ, I have guests of all ages and careers. And all of this reflects on a desire to see the world as larger than myself, even if it's harder to get certain kinds of guests, because I may not know as many people in that age range or whatever it is, or that field or whatever the different points are that create true inclusivity. Well, I just want to have one more moment with you to have you tell us a little bit more about the show, Employee of the Month. What's next with it? And tell us where people can hear it. We're actually going to be going on the road. So if people go Woo. to employeeofthemonthshow.com, um, you can find out if we'll be in a major city near you. You can also listen to the podcast one-on-one. -on -one, and I highly encourage you to go and look through the back files because there's everyone from Lin-Manuel Miranda to John Hammond, Maya Rudolph on my show. And it's a lot of fun. Even Cynthia Nixon, before she ran for governor. I know. That's interesting. That's for another show. All right, and <laughs> social media, where can people follow you, be in touch with you, all that good stuff? I'm on the Instagram and the Twitter, and Employee of the Month has a Facebook page, which Putin may or may not also be checking out. <laughs>
So you can go to at employee of the month and Katie is spelled with a C, C A T I E, and then Lazarus, L A Z A R U S. You're wonderful, Katie Lazarus. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby, as are you. Hey friends, here's my take on what Katie had to say. Financial grown-up tip number one, when you go to your boss and ask for a raise, be mindful of the economics of the business. You may be worth more, but only to another company that has a bigger budget. Sometimes the company you work for actually cannot afford to pay you more, or there are business reasons they choose not to, even if you deserve it. If you make the choice to stay, own that decision and do the best job you can. Don't be that person who complains all day, but keeps showing up. You know that person. We've all had them at work. I've had them at every job. You just think, if this place is so bad, leave. Put a smile on and make it work. But it's also okay to leave for a place that can afford to pay you more. Your employer may not be happy to lose you, but the truth is, they probably know that they can't afford to keep you. They will probably wish you well. Financial grown-up tip number two. Sometimes consider a do-over when you aren't happy with the results. Not only did Katie ask to retape her episode, I myself have gone to guests and asked them to retape their episodes or to come up with more original or compelling stories and money tips to share if I'm not happy with the show or the plan for the show they're going to be on. It can be uncomfortable at first, but every single time it results in a better show a happier guest, and often a thank you for making the effort to make them sound and come off even better than other shows. That is a wrap on the Katie Lazarus episode. If you want to be a guest on the show and have high standards like Katie, write to us at info at financialgrownup.com to be considered for our new once a month listener episodes. Include in the email the money story that you want to share, the lesson, and of course, a very original and compelling everyday money tip. Be sure to subscribe if you have not already so you don't miss any upcoming episodes and follow me on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, on Instagram at Bobby Rebel one And for more on the show, go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown-up podcast. I am such a Katie Lazarus fan. I can't wait for the next employee of the month podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that as well. She is the best. And thanks to Katie for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.